Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast, bringing you this pod fresh off of Halloween on November 2nd. Uh, and it was a much more much more festive NBA season uh, for ho- the ho- for Halloween than I'm used to. I mean, the Cavs always have their big party, but it seemed like all over the NBA there were little Halloween hints here and there. So uh, to recap that and everything else that's been going on the last few days in the NBA, PJ... What up, man? How are you doing? Hello. 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 How's, How's it going? Oh, uh, it was. We didn't do much. I uh, chilled. No, no kids come to my, uh, my, my apartment. So. So I was gonna ask right. you about that because I'm. I live. A, I live I'm by a, a big, bunch of families. I'm in a big apartment building that you can't get into unless you yeah. like key in like newer spot yours is like a nice apartment but like kind of in like three stories of like what looks i mean you could definitely mistake that as a house from the outside so i was gonna You're ask you idiot if, <laughs> i was gonna ask you if you got any any knocks but it sounds like no well like the front yeah there's like a door base the front door like leads to the stairwell and then you go to all the units but uh i mean i remember like last year maybe or like two years ago being here like i heard some knocks and i just like ducked and like we kept all our lights off so it didn't look like we were home but uh yeah i feel like they pretty much just go to houses i mean there are a bunch of kids and like i did walk the streets for a second and saw a lot of them out and about but they just did not come uh trick-or-treating to me so that was for the best i think because to be honest like i don't think you can be like a in your mid-20s and a single dude and like just a dude living on your own like basically that's more of it you can't be a, a guy on your own like living on your own or like in a apartment full of dudes and uh hand out candy like you're yeah it's not a great look i'll give you You that. need to have a kid or you need to be like married or like living with your significant other like you can't just be out there solo like you you if you're addressing if you're answering the door you need to be like telling like you need to be turning your back around and be like oh one second or like oh hang on there's trick-or-treaters here like you need to make it known that there's like someone else there like it's not just you no i hear you i did want to so two other halloween related things i wanted to talk to you about before we we jumped in here do you get a ton of candy brought into your work nah because i've eaten more candy in the last three days than i have in probably the last six months my company okay. is really heavy on the donuts. Donuts and like deli sandwiches is like what we get. Man, almost I'm all just the time. like like just and these fire parmesan full. these fire parmesan chips in this one particular deli. Shout out Augustinos. They're just uh, like every corner I turn, man. There's like M and M's and Snickers and. Well, we have like ridiculous. one of the dudes, like one of our directors. He just has like a little jar full of candy all the time that like people just like pick from. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess <clears throat> um, no, I guess I have an allergic reaction to the candy or sure, <laughs> work. But I, uh, yeah. So I don't really. I'm just not like a big uh, like sweets wise. Like I don't really like mess with it a ton. Like I've never like. So that leads to my next question. So top three favorite candy. Do you even uh, have one? Yeah. I mean, I mess around hard with the peanut butter or the peanut m&ms 
those are kind of go. Wait, I'd prob- okay, so the peanuts though in the middle. Not the peanut butter, yeah, the peanut. I knew I as I was saying, I realized I'd be you know completely clear on which one I was stating. Um, yeah, I'd probably say peanut M and M's, Reese's Pieces, and I do mess with the Three Musketeers. Dude, so here's my take on Three Musketeers is that so you must love nougat then. I guess you would say I'm a fan of nougat. Because, um, oh, man, I just... I uh, think they're light, fluffy, and fun to eat. I'm not into that. Although I also heard, like Almond Joys, so, like, ooh. you can all, like, realize where I'm at in my candy consumption. Like, so I'll, my, I'll get, I get weird. My top three is pretty easy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup uh, is number one, and it's not particularly close. Regular M&Ms are two. Regular yeah, melt. You know what I'm kind of don't like though on a because you kind of just combine them, but um, I could only eat maybe six Reese's pieces, and I'm so out on it. I mean, we're, you're talking like I, the smaller, not the big ones, like the packs, the like the bar. That you no, I'm talking about like the the M M&M and M ish looking the Reese's thing. Six the of them. Pieces. I could have it's like a handful. Oh, I could have. I but like, could I've like I've tricked myself into being like, oh, I have like, you go to a gas station on a road trip, you're like, I haven't Reese's pieces forever. I'm like, you know, I don't really want M M&M, and I want See, peanut butter, but like, I don't want just like want, a Reese's. You M- so you want M and M's in that scenario. Reese's pieces are not going to get the job done for you. Well, no, yeah, but I buy it and I like take the first six. I'm like, oh, those are fire. This is a great decision. And then the next six, I'm like, oh, I wish I had M and M's. Yeah. Uh, so my third my third pick is Charleston Chews. Kind of off the board. Oh. Oh. I knew you weren't gonna like that. God. <laughs> Yo. But I'm talking I, like I'm not talking like the big, like long. What you used to get in Little League? I'm talking about the mi- the mini ones. Yo. F all of it. I don't care the size of it. I. Okay. I have a <laughs> distinct like that's such a trigger candy you just said because. Like in, I remember playing Little League, and that was one of the things. And like, based on how many tickets we got, is trigger candy a thing? And now it is, (laughs) yo. Like I would eat, like I would get that sometimes, and like so many people were in on it, and I was like, no, this is trash. Like this sucks. And it would be like, the Charleston Chew was like the perfect like amount, like because I you get like ten tickets, they're all worth a dollar, some crap like that. Like they all had some monetary value that you would get after every game in Little League go to a concession stand and I would like try to work it. I want to maximize my allotted tickets and like for whatever reason, the combination I was into, which I can't recall, but there was always like a little bit left. And I always, I was like, damn, I'm not just going to give this back to the man. Even when I was eight, I was fighting the man ultra. And, uh, so I'd buy the Charleston shoe and I'd be like, maybe I'll like it this time. And I tried like all the different, every single one of them, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. But because I'm stupid, I kept repeating that until I no longer was in Little League and I was able to remove myself from the Charleston Chew environment altogether. And I haven't thought about them until you brought them up right now. So thanks for nothing, Ultra. Well, I'm sorry for getting this podcast on the wrong foot. What is good about the Charleston Chew in in 10 words or less? Um, That's one word. I really like... Oh, so five words or less? Is that what you said? No, I said ten words or less. Ten now words you or just less. use them all up. But this is a little. No, no, I get to thing. start. No, I get to start up. Uh, uh, you're still gonna be held at the um. Consistency. You just had it again. 
Okay. See? Milk chocolate. Yeah, it's consistently shitty. It's consistently Milk cho- bad. Milk chocolate. He doesn't have milk chocolate. It's like some tar-flavored crap. Oh, my God. Fuck off. It's milk chocolate. It's milk chocolate with some, like... I don't even know what the white part in the middle is, to be blatantly honest with you, but it's nice. I like it. It's fun to chew. Feels good. My childhood tears. That's what they do. All right. We're, we're jumping to NBA stuff now. So, uh, But on the <laughs> Halloween theme, Halloween parties, sneakers, all kinds of stuff was just super Halloween theme. Cat had some pretty cool uh, Jason sneakers that he rocked. Um, they, NBA does it up pretty. I think the NBA pretty much consistently, you'll get some dudes that ball off for Halloween. But I want to point something out, and that's the fact that so two probably the two biggest like mainstream things that we saw is Steph wearing the saw tricycle, like riding the tricycle into the Warriors arena. Which was the lost, coolest thing Steph's done in before they lost while. to the Pistons. Oh, he did something cool today too. You should check that out. Um, uh, he had a little tweet regarding the uh, proposed tax plan that was released today. Oh, that I think that, I think that you he were, didn't stick this. He didn't stick to sports. He did not stick to sports. And then there was oh. also LeBron and the rest of the Cavaliers with their Halloween party, and both of those teams lost immediately after. So not saying that's. Not saying it is or isn't correlated, but you know, make whatever conclusions from that. As I don't will. see any Steph tweet about tax plans. I mean, it doesn't specifically mention the tax plan, but I'll, I'll, we can talk if, later. If about Steve's it. bike shop is hiring, yeah, yeah, that that's the one. What's I don't get it. So the tax plan that got released today mentioned one. Yeah, because I haven't read that. Mentioned one single person in the entire thing, and it was. It's like an example. As an example, and the example was Steph Curry. And then it was like, it made some reference, roughly that. Yo, they called out Steph Curry. It was like you know to tax individuals like Steph Curry, and then tax individual businesses like Steve's Bike Shop. Oh, they called Steph's ass out. Uh, it appears as though that that made in the case. tax plan. No <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> Yo, I was not on. I was. I could not be on Twitter today at all. So, well, I, I was. You're not, shitting me. I was. Not, oh my. I wasn't God. really on Twitter too much today either. But I have a good twenty minute walk from where I work to where I park, which is where I consume a lot of media on my walk. Get and, the um, fuck out of here. How fucking petty is that shit? It's pretty funny. The whole thing. Yo. That is some psycho shit. Oh, man. He, Trumpito was just like, ooh, let me hit him with this. I'm going to get that Steph. Everyone loves that Steph Curry and his shitty mouth guard, but ooh, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to put their their lovable shooting guard, their lovable point guard, whatever the fucking position he plays. Oh, I'm gonna get him good with this. People are gonna hate that guy. PJ, let's I'm so stick fucking fuego. Let's, let's no stick man. To sports. He he's not sticking to sports, and neither will we. <laughs> he's not sticking to politics. We won't stick to sports. Pretty Fuck funny, that dude. dude. Fuck that dude. Then the example doesn't make complete sense. You'll have to look no, it up. No, dude. Well, like... it's super funny that. Yo, that's super funny because I like Sarah Huckabee like read some like yeah, theory on that. beer like it was like a. 
stupid. It was like literally how to explain like taxes. Like it, she stole it. Like they didn't make that. Like they stole that from like some like textbook or something. Like I saw. Like it's like a legitimate way to explain like taxes <laughs> to people in like college. Like it was like stupid. Yo, what a whack country we live in. So that's so uh, funny. Let's... I wonder Steve's. Why? Damn it. That is pretty fire. I was like, I don't get it. No context on it. I was like, I don't get it, but so now who, I get it. I do want to get your take on who who had the best costume at the Cavs party, though. Well, so allegedly, I'm a subscribing to theory in a little way, a little conspiracy. Uh, was LeBron actually Pennywise? Because I never saw him holding the Pennywise mask. I, I saw his like contacts post it, but like... Was he that actually him? Uh, the contacts convinced me anyway. He could have just had the con. He could have been wearing something else and said, "My party, no one take a photograph of me. I'm gonna have Kendrick Perkins in this Pennywise costume all night." Yeah, I mean that that <laughs> uh, definitely could be a thing, but I get. I, I, I think uh, he dressed up like his dancing. Like it looked like, yeah, it looked like him. For sure, I yeah, I, a six nine Pennywise sounds so fucking scary. Oh my god, that's it's like that's the most terrifying thing you could propose to me. It's pretty scary. Like LeBron built Pennywise is scary, but I will but have Pennywise to say Pennywise is not the scariest. I don't think he's the scariest, like horror film. No, but I mean, like, just if you're taking like Pennywise. And making him LeBron size, because like some of those dudes are already LeBron's, like Jason's are, and Mike Myers or whatever are already LeBron size basically. Uh, like I don't know if uh, Pennywise, I don't think Pennywise is stacked like LeBron. Like if you made Freddy Krueger LeBron size too, that's pretty scary. Uh, trying to think of some of the other classic horror films. Um, but to answer your original question, I thought IT going as easy was super dope. I like that one. I gotta give shout outs to Kyle Corver uh, for getting. Oh, are we just? With... Oh, also, are we just talking about the Cavs party or just like general NBA? Yeah, I was just I was talking about the Cavs party specifically. But if you had some more shout outs, well, then... John Walls was as Chucky was pretty dope too. Oh, I didn't even see that. It wasn't bad. I I liked the the Isaiah Thomas being easy. He was like definitely my my favorite because I was just it just was like pretty spot on. Yeah. But uh. Well, Kyle Corver. Like, people the, didn't see it. Kyle Corver was uh, the newer version of Willy Wonka, the Johnny Depp version. Yeah, that kind of grew creepy. It's kind of weird. It, I thought I just thought it was really random and funny. And kudos to him. Yeah. He showed up with Oompa Loompas. It's funny. I mean, the dude that spent the most time <laughs> on his costume, I think, was definitely Kevin Love because he was, like, really invested in it. You could tell because he well, loves wrestling. I don't know if you like... – so, Zach Lowe, did you listen to his – did you listen to the Lowe post from this week? No, I did not. He flew in his uh, makeup artist – to do oh. his makeup for it. Oh, dude, I bet every one of these dudes like that. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying, like, 
Yeah. Yo, I bet like wonderful. Steph Curry shelled a ton out for his whole thing. Yeah, that guy's not short on money though, so he'll be doing I No, neither is Kevin Love. No, he's not either. But he's not making yeah. Steph Curry Kevin Love's, money. Kevin Love's costume was I don't even know what wrestler he was being, but he looked pretty tight. Yeah, I Oh, I he was Sting. The wrestler. Uh, I don't think it was. Sting. I don't think he was Sting. Yeah, this article I'm reading oh, right now okay. says, "Love dressed up as the wrestler Sting. Make makeup artist helped to make his face the right shade of red. Hmm. He flew in a professional makeup artist from Los Angeles to help him with the costume. Damn, hope she got paid a, or he, he or she got paid a lot to uh, fly out to be in Cleveland on Halloween. No shit, man. Um, so. While we're on the topic of, of the Cleveland Cavaliers, they lost their fourth straight game. They ended up dropping the game against the Knicks that we talked about on Sunday night when we recorded. And then they also lost after apparently an air-it-out meeting and a three-hour practice on uh, Tuesday. They uh, dropped another game against the Pacers last night where the Pacers just – I don't know what they ended up shooting from the field, but they were just on fire. I don't know if you caught any of the game. Um, the Pacers look good, and uh, I don't want to give them too much credit here because this is a game where you knew that the Cavs were going in at home uh, looking to take care of business, and they didn't. So ultimately, this is way more of a an indicate like more of a we should pay more attention to the fact that this should could this could be a big problem for the Cavs as opposed to maybe this means the Pacers are legit, but not a good sign, man. LeBron did. I mean, the LeBron Pacers, did his the thing Pacers. still, but like Tristan Thompson yeah. goes out with a calf injury, and the team in general just yeah. like you can't be giving up 124 points. To, uh, their their whole thing is like pretty Pacers. off right now. Like Dwayne Wade's been really bad. Tristan has been really bad. Um, Jr's <laughs> been bad. Jr's my third. Jr's shooting really bad. Um, so it's like I don't really know what's like causing it just seems like they're all just kind of in this fun i mean you could almost say about the nba right now in general like i think a lot of teams are getting back into the swing of it um and like i'm not gonna like put alarms up for a little slide in in the in october for the Cavs. i think I don't know if anyone's making arguments right now that well i know there's going to be people making arguments that they're not the best team in the east and like this isn't a slam dunk for them to take it, but um, yeah, I'm not gonna try to convince myself or convince any of our loyal listeners and and try to fake like LeBron James isn't gonna get it together with these guys. Like I'm gonna, but it's it's just gonna be awkward for them because they just have so many they have so many new pieces. Like they don't even have it in there yet. Like I think you're gonna kind of have this this going, but I feel like by the time you get to the playoffs, like they'll have it humming in the way they need to. I mean, I think so too. I, I it's they can't dig themselves in too big of a hole here because they're now three and five, and a few games below five hundred, and in the East, like you you have a little more leeway, but like I said, you, you I mean they don't want to be starting out, you know three and six three and seven because then you're having to string a bunch of wins together in a row to kind of pick up the slack and like 
with a brawn you can but ideally you'd like to take your foot off the gas a little bit with lebron towards the end of the season so you'd like to be a few games above 500 at the very least you know going into the second half and so you'd like to get off to a better start i guess is what i'm getting at and uh they but do they like i don't know if they like the Cavs I mean, Isaiah, of any of the teams like needs to. Isaiah, I think they need back, to like figure out the rotation. Isaiah coming back should help for sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's gonna have to get acclimated too. I feel like they need to figure out with like the guys they've got right now, like a flow and get their everyone's tendencies down and stuff, and then you get to a point where it's like, all right, this is how we see Isaiah fitting in once he comes back. Like you need to kind of like niche out i think a spot for him or like a few ways you can incorporate him because I, I i just don't know what it would be weird to me that they're planning for isaiah to come back when they don't really know how he's gonna come you know maybe they do that make sense like maybe, i don't know what he, but they'll get indicators but i don't think they know in october if he's supposed to come back like january february like they've got at least three more months they're gonna have to play without him like they have to they definitely know better than anybody else they have their doctors looking at the guy every day like if anyone has a has a decent idea of when he's gonna be coming back yeah i'd hope it would be the team that employs him (laughs) yeah but my point being like maybe they some no maybe they are confident he's gonna be coming back i mean d rose looked okay last night um like the weird thing to me is like you know like, how do you feel about Jay Crowder? Just generally, how he fit with the Celtics before and what role you thought he'd play with the Cavs. Because he has been kind of the... He's not getting a ton of minutes. I thought that he'd be playing... a Like, when LeBron's on the floor, you could pair LeBron with him a ton and play small ball with Caleb at the five. Or you could, you know, play those two with Tristan Thompson. Like, you just have a lot of options with those two guys on the floor and... I just I haven't liked the lineups and the way they've used him so far. Yeah, I I haven't liked. I mean, like I said, everything kind of feels off with them. And yeah, I I have not liked the rotations. Um, Tristan now being out is tough because um, you need him. But yeah, I don't. I I feel like the idea of Jay Crowder being the other forward with LeBron has been a little more awkward than I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, and it's just like, they're not, he's not shooting. Like he's just not shooting as well as he did in Boston, which some people said was going to happen. But yeah, it's like, I think he's like a, obviously like a, a solid role player on a team. I think he'd be on a championship team. Um, but I feel like Ty Lue's just, like, right now, like, when it comes to crunch time and stuff, like, in just, like, certain moments, he's going with, like, the stuff he knows. Like, he's not – he right now is just, like, kind of going to what he knows and isn't really blending this nucleus as well. Because, like, when they have, it's it hasn't looked great. But, I mean, I think a lot of it's just is, like, if the guys they have brought in, like, they just start playing better like individually in a lot of ways, I think that's going to help. Because looking at their games, like some of the stuff they're doing isn't necessarily like bad. Like they're not 
making like ridiculously bad like sloppy plays at points where I'm like well, the oh, offense this just... the offensive end hasn't been the problem though. I mean, it's not great. It could be better, but the de- it's the defense. I mean, they're just giving up. Well, right. That's the other, but that's what I mean. Like on defense, but it's just like it feels like to me. It's more of like a feel of like there isn't something specifically like they're doing wrong. There's guys that aren't capable of it. It Just seems like everything is off. Right. If that like I'm not seeing anything where it's just like oh you just can't have person A or and B together because of this. It's more of a situation where it's just like, yeah, not everyone knows, like, their assignments. And, I mean, some of that, I think, falls on the fact that, like, you having to play with LeBron is, isn't the easiest. Because he basically, like, he knows every position in the defensive assignments. And, like, I, I think, like, at certain points, he also has, like, liberties in that defense to, like, go rogue, basically. Um, and I think that takes, it's going to take some of these new dudes and it's like this group time to figure that out. I think so too. And I like just, they, the, if they take like through November, like, I, but like the crazy thing is like this team could easily rip off like 10 games in a row and like, no one's going to say like, everyone's going to look back at this and like forget like, Oh yeah, that's right. The Cavs were lost four straight. Yeah. And I, I think that's coming. Um, so I, I don't want to. I, I'm not pushing the panic button, and you definitely aren't either. It's just, it is they, the fit has been worse. The, it's been worse than I thought it was going to be up to this point. But I think they're going to figure it out. I just, um, looking long term, LeBron was great offensively in the finals last year, but he was just he was having to take a lot of defensive plays off so that he could exert all that energy on the offensive end um and that's going to happen again if the guys happen to go 100% during the regular season and he's still putting he's playing a ton of minutes um and they're asking a lot of him so and he I mean he's a superhuman so I would never count the guy out but like that's a concern right yeah, I mean, it is, but I, I'm not like really like worried about. It. I, <laughs> You're whatever. I don't know. I just yeah, like, that'll be fine. Yeah, I just like I just don't really take. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know. In like, summation, yeah, Cavs Cavs gonna be I. Right. They just need to. They need a bounce. Yeah, that's back just what I mean. Like, they need to bounce. Back. Talk to me in like February when Isaiah's back, or like in March, or so, you know, like. I'll get worried if they're like in the bottom half of the East and they're not playing like they're still sucking and they're losing to the Knicks randomly and stuff. But like October, like this team's good enough to like recover those games. Right. And some of the teams they're playing right now are like teams that like need to get these wins now because they'll need them later if they want to make the playoffs. Right. Um. So uh, a third big NBA story that I kind of want to talk with you about PJ is that. Um, you know, we're early in the season. Most teams have played six, seven, eight games up to this point. And, and so you wouldn't expect teams to be super spread out at this point of the season, but it just seems really weird to up to this point that, like, if you look at the Eastern Conference, you have the Magic and the Celtics tied for the number one seed at six and two. Then the eighth seed, the Bucks are four and four. So two games back. And it's just like, 
no teams are undefeated. That's weird. Most, like, you'd expect, someone would have thought the Warriors, the Spurs, or the Cavs, or someone would be 7-1 or 8-0 at this point, but nope, that's not the case. Uh, in the Western Conference, we got 5-2 and two Clippers sitting at number one, Rockets 6-3, and three, T-Wolves 5-3, and three, Jazz 5-3. and three. It's just, like, more so than ever, I think, we thought that there was going to be a huge discrepancy from the top tier teams in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference and everybody else. But up to this point, it's been pretty even. Top to bottom. Like the West, you have the Kings and the Mavs, one and seven, one and eight. They have like the Kings in, in particular have looked just dreadful on offense, although they you know, they have a lot of young, exciting players. And then in, in the East, like the Bulls have had a really rough start, which is expected. The Hawks have had a rough start, which is expected. Um, but like shit, the Cavs are thirteenth in the Eastern Conference right now, three and five. Uh, and the Magic are number two. So like who knows, man? Like this is I think that this is from an entertainment value, I guess it's like it's not the best, but we always say like we we kind of it's an, a foregone conclusion for what's going to happen in the NBA, and it's nice to have you know a lot going on right now where you just like on a, any given night you have no idea who's going to win. I yeah I I mean I think well two things I'd say I'll start with the quick one is like I just really still like. I don't really look at the standings or like any of that piece. So at least we're like 20, 25 games in to like start like putting, putting weight on some of these teams and like how they're doing. Um, but I will say like the second point I have really noticed, like, yeah, I, I think the play right now in the league is, and I think a lot of it is pretty obviously could be pointed to the fact that they've, they reduced training camp and, we started the season earlier. I think you're seeing a lot of guys that are trying to get back into shape, get back into their rhythms. Um, so you're seeing early on like inconsistent performances from a lot of teams and does lead to what you're saying of like any given night, a different team can win or lose. Um, and it's just, it is really clogged up right now because I think so many of these teams are, are in that mode. Um, and like, yeah, I. The, and in a way, I was expecting this, and I, I was like, with the Bucks, especially. I thought since it, they pretty much had a core nucleus, like that was the team. I was like, oh, they might be able to poke out ahead. Like they might be able to break through because it take them less time as, as opposed to some of these other teams, like the Cavs we just were talking about that had a lot of changes off season. Uh, but you know, I. It's not something that I would say is like. I'm going to take what's happening right now and try to project it further because it is just October and like week to week. But, um, it, it has started off, I will say like differently. Whereas like you don't have ESPN and like big networks, like pointing out and like having certain teams be the leads. Like we're just kind of going with the classics, but of the warriors and, Cavs and all that those teams that like we expect to be good is just where the focus has been and um but it would be tight if some like the Pistons or Matt like if those teams end up sticking around and it's legitimate but I can't really make those statements after you know eight nine games that is fair I just uh I thought it was uh I thought it was interesting man I don't know um yeah no it totally I mean it's interesting from the idea of just like 
Like the Warriors and the T Wolves are the same record right now. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of weird to think about. Like, because I mean, like, but then if you look in like two months from now, like, I don't think that's gonna be the case. Like, so it's just know, yeah. Man. I mean, early on, I think don't count those T Wolves uh, out. Yeah, I. I also decided I will take back some of the stuff I said about the uh, T Wolves when I because I watched the T Wolves Heat game it was my first full T Wolves experience. But then I also watched the Heat play the Bulls, and I think the Heat just bring out shittiness in like the teams they're playing. Because the Bulls game, Bulls Heat game is well, garbage, Hassan, like hot Hassan garbage. Watts, Whiteside played in that game though, right? Whiteside. Whiteside. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I mean that that. I think that changed like Yo, the way but they, they started the way out. They the started out had to play against the T Wolves without him. It's just it's very different. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit, but uh, about how the Heat played. <laughs> I um, but the Bulls and Heat started out three of fifteen, yeah, well, like combined. And I just was watching. I was like, it was like one of those things where it was so bad I couldn't believe I was watching it and I was like, Oh, and I need to flip back to the Bucks game and I was like just stuck on this Bulls heat game for far too long. And then the establishment I went to later that on Wednesday night or yesterday was uh uh added on with the World Series and I was like watching it more and I was like, oh, This is so bad. Yeah. Like they're just this is a garbage ass NBA game. Yeah, I I don't I didn't I didn't catch any of that. That game. T Wolves the T Wolves game ended up being all right. Like fourth quarter of that game. Oh, was, I mean it was an overtime was game, tight. and there were some. I, I think we're gonna talk about the end of that game here in a minute. I think um, but which yeah. let's just jump right into it, man. Who's your guy of the week? Yeah, it's uh, it would be Dion Waiters. Yeah, so he was scary as I, shit that game. He was oh man from a from a yeah, Timberwolves was, fan he, standpoint. Like the end of the, the game ended where the T Wolves were up three and Dion had a chance to tie it and it was a ridiculous deep thirty five footer that I thought was cash like fading away to the side. I was like, yeah, I was like, like, like that's gonna cash. go in. It looked kind of money, <laughs> like just in the trajectory. It's like, oh, I can see that falling. That like hit the back of the rim and bounced out. But yeah, he was super fun. He just doesn't give a fuck. He is um. He, I equated to, is, like, if you were to take, like, the idea of taking shots at a bar and turn that into an NBA player, like, that's him. Where it's just, like, some nights you're just, like, I don't want to take any shots. And then there's, like, like, nah, I'm not doing shots tonight, man. And then you get the point where it's, like, hey, you want to do a shot? And you do one. It's, like, oh, it tastes really good. I feel good. good. And you start, you do, like, six or 20, and you're dead. No, you do, like... You do you rip like way too many, and you're just like at this ultimate like peak, and you're like, oh, this is crazy. And then I mean, you wake up in the morning, you feel like shit, but in the moment, it's pretty freaking awesome. And but you also say like, in the morning, I can't do that again tonight. Dion's kind of like that. He can I, do it sometimes I, multiple nights. Sometimes you know some people are built to rally multiple nights, but eventually, like yeah, you get that drop off. Which how would how was he against? He's so much fun. How much though. was he, or how was he against the Bulls? I didn't even see his stat line. Uh, not as good. <laughs> yeah. So the the uh, thing that, that happens like, is, is that if you let Dion get going, he just like he really smells the blood in the water and just like he no just no one played goes. well in the Bulls. He uh, he so he hit a few shots. 
few mid-range, got a three against the T-Wolves, and then they cut it close in the fourth, and it was like, it's it's on. And uh, he ended up tying, like, Tim, like, I don't know if Jimmy was still feeling the effects of his sickness, um, and that's why I wasn't defending well. I have no idea, but he just, he was, maybe he was exhausted, it was at the end of the game, but regardless, like, fourth quarter, you're touted as one of the best two-way wings in the game, and you're just, like, getting torched by Deion Waiters. Just torched up and down the court. Like, honestly, at that point in the game... Jimmy played pretty well against the Pellies last yes, night. Yes, Jim, Jimmy looked really, really good last night. And that was the game that, like, last year, the, the Timberwolves got swept by the Pelicans. Lost all four games. Yeah. And that's just because Cat just can't play against Anthony Davis yet. He like Anthony yeah, Davis he and Boogie is. and Boogie, but those dudes. Yeah, I mean, Cat is. Uh, I mean, I'm like I'm a Carl Anthony Towns fantasy owner, so I mean, I'm checking the guy's stat line and shout out to yeah, you. Like, halftime, halftime yeah, of that everyone's game. Happy to hear that. <laughs> Why you giving me shit? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that. Be- oh, he's not my fan. He's not my fantasy team. Well, I'm just saying. I know a thing to do about Carl. Well, he had 20 points. He's had him, fantasy he team. had 20 points last night, which fantasy basketball is pretty shitty when you're expecting the guy to get like 70 or 80. So, like, yeah. well, he generally played at a really shitty game last night. So terrible. those two things do just correlate. Just getting in foul trouble yeah. early, getting fouled. He almost fouled out. Didn't oh, score a basket. Don't talk about it. foul trouble. Is tough. Is a tough. The uh, the Giannis camp. We're uh, we're a little nervous about some recent foul trouble that was occurring. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I hear you, man. But anyway, I'm I not, know I'm, that plague the, too. The fantasy comment was not made to like. I'm not. I'm just get get your point off. Cat cat <laughs> can't play against Anthony Davis, so that's a game that you need your wings to but, exploit the wings of the other team, and so, they did. Like Jimmy. So wait, but wasn't this is like a rant? But didn't Cat and AD like last spring, like last year? Didn't they both go off for a ton? But like. Yeah, AD was just like working cat like on they, like it was just like so like I thought they both like went like head to head and like had nice they did uh, I'll look that cat, up finish your cat point I'll, last year unless you cat remember was that awful game one against the Pelicans and then games two through four that they played each other he was fine like he on the offensive end he did everything that you'd expect him to do uh, but AD he like he didn't slow down AD. And, you know, they played each other pretty close to to even. But then, you know, this goes just boils down. It's like when they play each other to start the year, AD is just – AD is the professional. You know you're getting 25 and 10 from him. And Cat is just like you just don't know because they throw two talented bigs that make him work on defense and play good, like at least from Anthony Davis. Like – Boogie's like a at least a league average defender, if not a little above average, and then AD is like an incredible defender. So that leads to Cat having a really rough time, like he did last night. Yeah, man. He. Uh, I don't know how we got in the Cat. Like this all started with Deion Waiters, but. Um, well, oh, I, no, let me read Deion Waiters' stat line from the Bulls game quick. He was <laughs> five of twelve from the field. One of three from three, two of two from the line, and it was seven rebounds, seven assists, and thirteen points. That's right. The shooting percentage a little, mm, a little bit lower than you wanted it, but yeah, no one in that game shot well. Like it was just like, 
the fact that they broke broke 90 was super funny because it literally like the fourth quarter no one played defense right it was just a scoring like but they were both it was like 67 61 after the third so um yeah and Deion Raiders really hasn't done anything it was just like I watched them play on was that Monday night and I was like oh this is really entertaining and uh I mean the Heat are fun. They they have a lot of like Bam is fun to watch. Um, I'm not Bam is pretty sweet. I don't like Kelly Olenek at all, but he's a badass. Uh, Bam is tight. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm I like Bam like Hassan fun. can be fun. Goran Dragic is fun. James Johnson who boy. did not play against the Bulls. He's like they've been running him like point center point forward a ton. Uh, he he's fun, but. Um, I want to get to my guy. So my guy of the week, I was debating. I want to talk about KP uh, because he's had a just a f- crazy start to the year. But I saw a stat last night that made me want to to give this guy a shout out. And this is Demontis Sabonis. Uh, uh, he's on my fantasy team. Oh, fuck off. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> I saw a stat last night. So going into the the Pacers are five and three. So obviously going to the game last night they were four and three, and then their four wins. <laughs> I'm looking up cats stats last year against the. They're bad. Uh, go and in, in no, the well yeah. the start the first game was bad. Look at look up AD yeah, versus really cat stat line in the first game last year. But so Sabonis get, so, in in yeah. the in the four wins the Pacers had going into last night, he was 28 of 29 <sighs> shooting. Which I just couldn't believe. But, like, the dude's had a really nice start to the year. He's averaging 13 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, shooting 61% from the field. Um, And, like, I don't really know what else you can ask for. Like, he's been a really good fit with them. He's still young. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, well, I like Sabonis. Sabonis has been nice. I like Sabonis. look better than I think most people would expect. And, like, who knows how that whole thing's going to plan out. It's really early, but... Sabonis gets a nice shout out for me because, like, I think that the his style of basketball, um, while like he didn't work out with the Thunder and his three point shot really dropped off in the second half of last year, he's had a really good start to the season, and I think a big reason why the Pacers have had success are because of him and uh, Oladipo. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they get to have the ball a lot, so that's pretty pretty tight. I mean, there's no one else really on that team, I'd say, like, needs to get more touches than them. Like, those are the dudes they see traded Paul George for, so um, yeah. I mean, I've liked some bonus. Like, I, people kind of, like, like, brushed him off and was like, oh, he's just, like, I think he could be fine. Like, he's got a lot of, like, nice I think skills for, like, the NBA. Like, he's got I think his jumper would get better. Like, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily project him out to be like a full time, like always starting four. Ah, I, I guess I would. Yeah. In today's NBA, I think he can make it work. I think so too. I don't know if he'll ever be like on a really good team, but he could, you know. But I don't know, man. I mean, like, look at like, like, could he not be have like a similar game to like Paul Millsap? In if a lot he, of ways, if he really like, I mean, he up, would have to do a lot better ball yeah, handling. I mean, if he really but, amps up his defending, yeah. But that would be like a best case. Like, best you could, case like scenario, I could see yeah. him being like a Paul Millsappy type of dude. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah. I mean, uh, we've had this is a really random player of the week for us. This is probably the two most random dudes we've uh, we may pick all year. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I would have put at least like plus ten thousand to one odds that in a week we would be having Dion Waiters <laughs> and Sabonis in the as our players of the week. Not that we're cashing in this week, guys. We're we. It's just we recorded on Sunday. Now we're out here on Thursday, so it was a short turnaround time. But you know, these kind of random ass conversations, and this this is why you subscribe to the this point. Is, this is why we're on the air. Tell your friends. Um, spread the word. All right, shout out, Speech. Um, I'm gonna start because I'm selfish. Sure. Uh, so I saw reports today that yeah. Uh, the Pistons offered a first-round pick and Reggie Jackson to the Suns, and the Suns turned it down. And my response to that is, why? That seems like a good deal to me. Uh, I like you're getting a first, you're getting ah! a first-round pick. Yeah, for I, I don't love Reggie Jackson, but Reggie Jackson like can do some stuff. You can start him at point. You can bring him off the bench if you want to. He only has a few years left. You have abundance yeah, of cap. He's got a little bit of a personality. I don't know if I'm necessarily wanting to bring Reggie Jackson into my team that's having some – like, I'm not, I don't want to replace Eric Bledsoe, who's, like, not – like, there's there's clearly, like, off-court issues, like, just with, like, interacting with – like, he doesn't want to be there. But, like, uh, Reggie Jackson hasn't really always played nice. Like, he – like he wants to be the number one. He thinks he's the number one scoring option everywhere he's been, even when he's with Katie and like Russ. I said, like, man, I'm not in love how, with the guy. I'm just saying that you're getting a first round pick on the table from the Pistons, which may end up being like the 18th, but you could get, 19th pick, which is like it's not terrible value. I don't like they have. We talked about last 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 episode. They have no leverage. I don't think that they're going to get much a much better of an asset than that. But they must think they can they can get more. But you wouldn't want like Greg Monroe's expiring and Malcolm Brogdon or sure, John Henson but, and Malcolm Brogdon. I don't I don't think and the, a first, like I think they can get more. I don't more. think the Bucks are uh, I don't think the Bucks are are have Brogdon on the table. I think if they did that this deal would have happened already. I'm more on the I, as I've been thinking about this like I'm more like you could you could sell me on the idea of trading Malcolm Brogdon. You can you I could talk you out of like, trade into trade. I kind you talked me into it a little bit on Sunday, but the more I thought about, it, I was like, like if they did the trade, like I would be kind of bummed because I like Malcolm Brogdon, but like in the Your end, your ceiling's like, higher, and you still have Delhi as a backup point guard. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. Who's your what's your shout? Or that's my only. But I only have one. Shout I would. That's my one. You only have one? Well, I'll pick up one for you. <laughs> so I'll do first shout-out to Jaleel Okafor. Uh, not in a good way, just the situation in general. Kind of bums me out. Um, but I'm going to spin this in a way because we like to stay positive. We don't always really stick to sports. At least half this podcast doesn't like to. <laughs> um, but Jaleel is trying to get a buyout. Uh, the, the Sixers uh, did not pick up his fourth-year option and uh, are trying to trade him and think they can get a trade. Like, they think the mar- there's a market out there, but yet Jaleel Ford's still not been traded. Um, I'm I'm confused in a few. Like, I get, I understand the idea of turning him, uh, what was the number three overall pick, into something. Like, you just want to let him walk. But then you don't pick up his fourth-year option. 
So, like, that kind of almost hurts you because you have one less year of control. Like, that's just I don't understand. Like, if you, like, what they were doing there. If there's such a market, why don't you pick up his fourth-year option to then give an extra year of control to a team that would be trading for him, and then you would get more out of that? Because, like, for me, I'm like, oh, if I don't trade for him and he's asking for a buy, like, I'm going to let him get bought out. Like, I would love for the Bulls to sign him if he got bought out. I would, you know what, though, also I would give them Bobby Portis for Julio for gladly right now. Like, or Nico Amir. They want Nico? Have Nico. It wouldn't work out cap-wise, I don't think, but, um, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give you a piece or give you something, but that would also mean, like, I know I'm going to be able to resign Julio, which you probably would be able to. Like, I don't think he's going to be too much based if we go off of what happened last year, restricted free agency. Uh, but, like, it just, like, perplexes me where they're just, like, I feel like they're both being, like, aggressively stubborn. Like, Julio kind of got himself not kind of he did get himself in this situation yeah he did some questionable uh, stuff and like the franchise has moved past him clearly but i don't think he's like i think he's got a shot to still have himself like a career like i don't think he's bad he just doesn't play defense <laughs> yeah I mean, his, um, his defense you know what, but, like it just doesn't make really sense bad, to there me are plenty of young guys that don't play great defense right now like that's yeah, but wouldn't you agree? Like, if the idea is like we think there's a market and we can trade him and get something, why would I not pick up the his fourth year option not, and like be able to sell you get a year and a half control on him? To me, and you know the report has been is I'm like, not picking it up. I'm gonna buy him. Been up. that they think that there is a trade market there, so they're not buying the guy out. But if you think that a trade market is there, why wouldn't you have an extra year? that you can get Jaleel on the cheap. So then that's to your point. I, it doesn't make sense to me either, man. It doesn't like the whole thing. Um, like I think what ends up happening, I think he's going to get traded, but I think it's going to be for like a second round pick and like, sure. I, I get that, but, but maybe you're getting a, a, like a, then you really fucked up. Yeah. If you're the sick, like that's a mess up yep. on the Sixers bar. Like you could, I feel like you could at least swap Jaleel and get something of like, that you could help this team this year. Like, you could turn that into, like, an actual piece that you'd want. Um, I'll also gladly trade Jerry and Grant's bum ass to the – since Markel Fultz is out, if uh, the Sixers would like to have Jerry and Grant's bum ass on their team, uh, gladly, because I'm done with that dude. Or they can have Denzel Valentine, too. You know, any of the Bulls players, basically, they want, outside of Laurie, uh, the King – the Swedish, the Swedish fish, uh, Mister Finisher, the Finisher, yeah. Uh, outside of him, like yeah, you and take Levine. pretty much anyone. And not Zach Levine, you can't take Zach. Yeah, Levine. hold on. Zach Levine, Larry Markin, and twenty. Hold on to twenty twenty. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of him. I, I'm yeah. Wait till. The Bulls talk will get really ramped up once Zach Levine's back because I'm going to be the biggest Zach Levine fanboy, I think. Um, so, yeah, I uh, obviously I'm a sellout Duke fan, but not really, but kind of a sellout Duke fan. Uh, it's my conforming to the, to the man. That's the one thing the man got out of me is they got he got me to like Duke at a very young age. Um, 
So I always pull for my my Duke Blue Devils. Yeah. I want Ja to I mean, be on the Bulls or just be on a team that he can play and like Jaleel. try to actually have a career. Because I people feel like people have said he, this a million times. He he, he, came in the he put him at the wrong time, man. Wrong era for that for him. No, it's not even that. He got it was wrong era, but also wrong the worst team possible to put him on because he doesn't respond while they're losing. Like he, like I just wish he could have like gone on a team like if he was on the Celtics let's say for example I think his entire career is looked at different like you he's functional but I just like him his rookie year too like looking like he was like they used him as like the best scoring option so like he got to play some but like there was no one else around him to really develop him or like he didn't have a veteran to like help him and he needed that uh I mean, I, I am going to have to eat it that I said that the T-Wolves and should take Jaleel over Cat. Like, I'm going to have to eat that. I realized very early in their rookie seasons I was very wrong about that, but I have to eat that. But damn, man. Yeah, he's uh, – I just want him to, like, actually like be in a situation that he could possibly I think it's going to happen, in. man. Um, I think it's going to happen. You just got to wait. Hopefully. So I'm going to do my – I have three shout-outs here. Um Shout out number two, this is definitely a hard, but shout out to everyone that is enjoying themselves a McRib right now. Um, I've never had a McRib ever, and I'm pretty much, at this point in my life, I don't think I'm going to have one. Um, I think they, every time I look at them, I think they're pretty disgusting looking, like I just don't get it. Um, so PJ, can you, I, so coming yeah, from someone I that just, also has never had a McRib, are these... Shout out the pod, the official non McRib podcast of the just NBA. Like the same things as like the rib sandwich that you get at your like middle school or high school lunch. Sometimes so it's just like that's what I thought they are. I don't know. I've never had one, so I don't know. That's what I that's what it looks it like. like, and it's just like those are fine. But yeah, I would that shit's trash. no, it's not good. No, but it's like I, I would never shit. go. I'm never gonna like I go always... get food to specifically get that thing. Like that's ridiculous. Yo, in my elementary school, like, it was, like, because they were kind of gross. Like, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were, like, if you forgot your lawn. Like, or, like that was, like, the petty thing they would give you so you'd have something for a day. But they, like, were weird. Like, it was, like, they were always, like, kind of, the bread was always kind of soggy and just, like, it was, like, it was a low point if you got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, everyone had eyes on you in elementary school. But at the same time, that rib thing, like, I remember that coming. I thought that was disgusting because I had, like, obviously I had such a developed palate as a young child, and I knew what real ribs sure. tasted like. And I was like, this is trash. What is this crap? It's, like, it's like rubbery. Eh, I yeah, don't man. Know. Fuck the McRib. I don't get it. The only appealing thing to me with the McRib is they have onions on it, but I'm like, nah, I'll just Probably get fake something onions different. Too, man. Yeah, I'm like, I mean... I'll fuck with pretty much anything else on the McDonald's menu, but the McRib portion of things, I'm like, I don't get the hype. Like, get out of my All face. All right, third shout-out. Uh, third shout-out. So uh, this is going to – we're going to do a little cross sports here. But uh, Steve Sparks, who is the play-by-play guy for the um, Houston Astros, uh, former knuckleball pitcher as well, 
um, old Steve Sparks, and you'll have to. I was trying to do a little something so I could give everyone a little preview of what my man's was uh, up to, but I cannot find it. I will say, if you do a, a quick Google search um, or go on Twitter, you'll be able to find what is a significant chunk of audio, about 30 minutes worth of my new man, Steve Sparks, uh, drunk off his ass, but he was doing the post-game like locker room interviews for the Houston Astros radio. I have not seen this. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to overhype anything. Like, I don't want to oversell something, but I will tell you this, like, there will reach a point in our podcast listener podcaster relationship where I will stop acknowledging you as a person if you have not listened to this because it is unfucking so real. He's just going around um, talking about Altuve and Correa and Springer, just like drunk, just, just I, hammered. He got, but he was doing the radio, like he was doing the radio call and was fine. And then somewhere between going down from the booth and into the locker room, he is tanked. Like he got sloshed in 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 ways that I didn't know were possible. Um, and it is truly like one of the funniest things I've like ever heard in my life. And it's like all thirty minutes is good. Like make an appointment. Like put some time in your calendar. You owe it to yourself. If you're a young professional, you work too hard to not treat yourself to some Steve Sparks audio. Um, maybe we'll tweet out the link to it. I uh, that or I, I might, you know, I'll try to include Let that me, in the in the podcast description. Here's here. I'm gonna try to play something right here. Nah, this is bad. This is Yo, some so, dude's car. So Google Fuck. Steve Sparks. I'm gonna try um, to find a link to that and I'll include it when I post this on iTunes. Okay. I've got okay. the link here. I've got the email it to me now, or put it. But it, put it, it is. Thing. But um, I'll include that, man. I gotta see that. Yeah, that does, it is phenomenal. That sound, uh, that... It's like just audio. It's from the radio broadcast. This whole thing is like. Here, let me just play like a snippet, just a tease. Starting to move into the dugout. They're going to be heading to the club. Seconds away from the clubhouse. Eighteen seconds away from the clubhouse with the players. Got a lot of people in here. The guys that didn't participate are only ones in here. Martes, Feliz, wait. And then some front office guys, what? We're waiting off some guys. Clippers in here. All right, here they come. I saw Marwin. There's the beard. I saw Dallas uh, Keuchel. There's a the beard. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Woo, Central. Oh, boy. There's 30 minutes of that though, people. Like, he, it's, it's unreal. So shout out to Steve Sparks, who is hands down like, it's lo- not blowing up on the internet as much as I thought it was going to be, but I like heard it like the Chicago radio station. Shout out the score, they were playing it. Like I saw it on Twitter, but like, just you hear it and it just is unreal. Like. Cannot yeah, describe I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something you have that, to listen, listen to. to so after I get off work tomorrow, I think. But let's, uh, let's, we're yeah. Open up a nice, nice, nice beer. You know, treat really? yourself. Kind of like what I do when we record. I make myself a nice cheese and meat plate. 
get myself a, a tall beer. Board. A charcuterie board. Yes, I have a charcuterie board. I light a candle. I uh, put on my special podcasting Ooh. slippers. And uh, we uh, you know, really I unwind. Think that speaking of all this, I think we gotta we gotta get back to. We may have some jazz talk next week. Um, little foreshadowing for all of you, Ooh, but the um, jazz. Little let's close jazz. up shop. So, and I need to maybe do my maybe do my. Um, at some point, I'm going to launch my bones ten minutes before NBA Thursdays blog. Where I review the last ten minutes of the Bones episode that you may, if you're like me, you click on and you have on, yeah, before TNT NBA TNT goes on, it's like usually like the last ten minutes of the episode I will like catch and I like always watch it. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what the rest of this episode was like. <laughs> so I would like I have this idea for a while that I would like to create a blog where I try to recap the episode, but only from the last ten minutes. Well. Uh... Um, so some things that look forward to this NBA season. I think I will – I'm going to have to take a plunge on both and my jazz – my NBA jazz uh, minute. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, we've got we've – got Take it away, Ultra. It's coming That's up. That's all I got. Sure, but uh, check us out at the point forward NBA at gmail.com. Email us questions, um, topics you'd like for us to cover. Check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter. Check out our website, pointfordmba.com, and uh, definitely be coming back with an episode next week. So, uh, PJ, I'll talk to you then, man.